talking about potentially making birth control free across Canada. Uh, some new suggestions that Ottawa should follow BC's move and try to make this something that's accessible and free for all Canadian women. So, uh, leading this initiative, we're talking to medical director and founder of Calgary's IUD and Northeast Women's Clinic, founder of the advocacy group Project Empower, Dr. Rupinder Tour. Dr. Tour, thanks so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Chelsea. I'm excited to speak to you and to your listeners. This is something I think is so, is so important, and yet you know, we really, I think, take it for granted just because of the way that it's always been. So let's just sort of define what exactly is going on, Dr. Tour. Uh, birth control is not currently free in Canada, is that right? Yeah, so a lot of your listeners might be surprised to hear that. I know when I've done some of my campaigning and I, I speak to, you know, Canadian citizens, a lot of them are, when I say, you know, it's time to make birth control free in Canada, a lot of them are like, oh, what do you mean it's not free? Like, people have to pay for it. Um, and, you know, your listeners may be surprised to hear that birth control was actually illegal in Canada until 1969. So that was just over 50 years ago. So, you know, we've made some strides since then, but I think there are some things that we can catch up on. Um, Hang on, I need to go I need to go back to what you just said. Birth control was yeah. illegal until 1969. What are we talking about? The birth control pill or all forms of contraceptives? What do you... It was illegal to advertise or sell any kind of contraceptives. It was under the criminal, um, it was under the criminal uh, act, and it was punishable with up to two years in jail. Wow. Okay, so we have come a long way, uh, but we could be coming a lot further uh, to try to make this a little bit more accessible and free for all Canadians. Let's talk just a little bit about some some basic pregnancy stats and facts in Canada. Why is this something that's so important to focus on, Doctor Tour? Yeah, I mean, I think birth control, it's one of those things that, you know, we have to do something, right? We have to contracept because we know that fertility is just, is we're wired, you know, as human beings to be quite fertile. Um, and without any kind of efforts to prevent pregnancy, a woman's expected to have 10 to 15 pregnancies in her lifetime. And so that's pretty significant. That's a data that comes out of the developing world. You know, maybe only eight of those would uh, kind of survive their first year. So, you know, and so if we want to have less children than that, we're going to have to do something, make some sort of interventions. Um, 40% of pregnancies uh, currently in Canada are unintended and one in five end in an abortion. And in Canada today, we're spending about $320 million just in direct health care costs on unintended pregnancy. So that would include, you know, hospital care, pregnancy visits, you know, the delivery, postpartum care. Uh, that doesn't take into account, you know, other social subsidies. Um, and so I think unintended pregnancies are really like anything as far as, you know, health care goes it's always going to be cheaper to pay for the birth control than to pay for the unintended pregnancy. And, you know, I just want to remind your listeners when I'm talking about all these statistics, you know, statistics are the stories where the tears removed, right? So there's a lot of emotional costs that people are paying for some of these things that we, we can kind of whittle down to kind of economic costs. But, you know, those uh, those emotional costs are pretty high as well, right? So living this life of, you know, things not going your way or feeling like pregnancy is something that you can't control, sure. that's a very disempowered kind of way to, to be. And so, you know, there's a big social benefit to it too. Uh, I mean, you're absolutely right in everything that you're saying. Social benefit, obviously, you know, and a huge economic benefit, as you're describing, which I think could be a huge reason for our government to kind of lead this charge and really be talking about this and get the attention of Canadians. Anytime you want to focus on the economy and how we can save 
move some money around it, I think, is a really important one. But, you know, also, too, we're hearing, Dr. Tour, that people are just sort of reframing their mindset of what they want their life to look like. And birth rates have been dropping in this country, too. I mean, I think the option to be able to um, empower yourself to make that decision is something we really need to be thinking of if we want to move forward in a progressive way as a country, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, let's talk a little bit about the economics, because I think anytime we talk about, you know, we're going to, let's say, do free birth control, your listeners might be thinking, well, great, how much is that going to cost? Right? And that's a really valid question. Um, the good news is that this type of policy actually saves money. Um, and so studies have shown time and time again, every dollar that we invest um, in universal contraception can save the system up to $9, um, you know, in public sector costs, right? So, um, and that data is, you know, that study, that's kind of what based BC to kind of, you know, save money, like that is a big economic kind of advantage to do that, along with like we talked about some of those social benefits, we haven't even touched on some of the health benefits as far as, you know, maternal child and just societal health overall. Um, And so I think, you know, there's some strong merits to the policy from just a purely economic perspective. Um, And, you know, for us, like the other question your listeners might sort of have is why, you know, usually health is under provincial jurisdictions. Why are we lobbying the federal government to do this? Um, And that it's just simply that, you know, reproductive rights are human rights and they shouldn't be up for negotiation every time the provincial government changes, right? And so I think we need to just kind of get our heads around that. Like we would never put up other human rights for negotiation. So why are, you know, why are these ones up for negotiation? And sometimes it's easy for us to get complacent and get kind of comfortable where we're at. But all we need to do is just look south of the border in the United States. We see some movements there where these rights are being restricted and I think it's important for us to think about who we are as Canadians and what's important to us and what do we want to protect right and so if we think the you know the right to birth control and the right to having what we call this empowered reproductive life plan and that is everyone should get to choose you know when do you actually want to be pregnant how important is it for you not to be pregnant until you're ready that if we want to do that we have to make contraception you know easy to access right if we put up hoops you know if there's conditions that people have to kind of fulfill to get access to contraception so whether it means you know being employed with an employer that gives you you know um, like a, uh, some sort of a drug benefit plan or whether it means you have to prove your income or prove your status or you have to be you know registered and pay tuition at a college or university to get you know funding that way that we really think that there should be no hoops that anybody who wants to access contraception should be able to access it with no sort of um, barriers including financial barriers and again you mentioned just in today with you know just we're, with inflation and just with rising costs of things, you know, that cost becomes very expensive. And I, and I think that burden then typically falls to women. So let's define what birth control we're talking about. Are we talking about oral contraceptives? Are we talking about IUD, you know, kind of across the board? What are we talking about when we're defining birth control? Yeah, so uh, what BC has done, so it was coverage of prescription contraception, and so it included things like the contraceptive pill, um, IUDs, both the non-hormonal and the locally acting one, um, injectables, and then there's an implant as well. So those four things were covered. And what we're finding, you know, in our experience is that the most popular forms of birth control aren't the most effective, uh, but they are the cheapest, right? And so people access whatever they can at the time or whatever they can afford at the time, whereas some of the more effective forms of contraception even though they're very effective, they're typically long-acting. So you purchase them up front. So let's say an IUD, you pay for that cost, you know, that four to $500 up front. It lasts you for five years at 99%, but you need to pay that up front. And that's a lot of money for a lot of people. 
So when you're talking about lobbying the federal government, there's a petition uh, that you have uh, created that's gathering signatures that's going to be presented to the House of Commons asking for the federal government to mandate universal access to free prescription contraception. So where do you, where does that stand right now? Tell us a little bit about that petition. Yeah, we're really excited about this petition because this is the first time the public has had a way to kind of weigh in and get their get their voices heard. You know, this conversation has been had. I mean, this idea of universal contraception is not new. This has been tabled at policy, you know, conversations, you know, provincially, federally, you know, many countries across the world are talking about this. So, you know, this is just kind of where I think we've evolved as a society to, to sort of say that, you know, it makes sense that we would, you know, save money and we would empower our citizens and improve the health of our country at the same time. Um, and so this petition is exciting in the sense that, you know, the public gets to weigh in because they, they haven't had that opportunity to do so. So I would encourage all of your listeners to go and, um, you know, check out this petition. Um, the close date is on Friday. So it is the 25th of August. It was a 30-day campaign. Um, you know, we have raised over 8,000 signatures in the middle of summer uh, with not a lot of resources. You know, I'm just running this on my own and I have like one, you know, student who's helping me. So, you know, we're trying to, but, you know, people are, are kind of getting on board because it, it like I said, it just sort of makes sense. Um, and that, you know, petition, we want to encourage, of course, you know, women, it, this affects the w- people who can get pregnant. And those people obviously are very motivated to kind of make these changes in policy. But we also want to encourage, you know, men to sign this petition too. It may not affect them directly, but this will affect the people that they love. So whether it's their partners, you know, their daughters, granddaughters, or sisters, whoever those people might be, that this is just going to help to strengthen society. And, you know, we believe that reproductive rights and birth control is a shared responsibility. You know, it has historically fallen on the people who can get pregnant, but we understand that, you know, either you're a person who can get pregnant or you're a person who can get somebody pregnant. And so either way, you're going to be involved, right? So this is going to affect you. So, you know, we would encourage all people to sign and youth can sign as well. So you don't have to be 18. As long as you have an email address, you're able to to sign. And youth, you know, along with, you know, low-income Canadians and newcomers would be some of those groups that would have a harder time sort of accessing contraception because of the cost. Um, and you only have until August 25th. It only takes a couple of minutes. You know, I would encourage everyone who wants their, you know, voices heard, you know, to get on there and sign because, you know, after August 25th, you're not going to be able to have that opportunity. Okay. Dr. Tor, thank you so much for uh, explaining exactly what's been going on and for your insight. Really appreciate your time. Yes, thank you for having me. Of course. Take care. That's Dr. Rupinder Tour, medical director and founder of Calgary's IUD and Northeast Women's Clinic and founder of the advocacy group project Empower, trying to, of course, lobby our federal government to mandate access to free birth control across Canada, not just in B.C.